The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The volume. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, presented by FanDuel, your new favorite college football podcast. But I'm here to talk NFL because it is playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. Trust me, I would know. I've been handing out losing bets all year long on FanDuel, and what I've learned is, look, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use, okay? They have a ton of great offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you do win, you get paid fast. And the best part is you can really play however you want to play. And I, and I mean that quite literally. If you love futures, those are there for you. If you love to parlay multiple games, that's there for you. If you like same game parlays because you just want to watch one primetime game with a lot of action, a lot of juice, uh, spread, money line over, unders, totals, player props, everything, live betting. You get to the game late and you want to, it's all there for you on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, Try out the same game Parlay Plus while you're there and download FanDuel now, which is now live in Ohio. That's right. If you are signing up for the first time, use the promo code SNAPS for great deals. And what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. What's happening, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps here on the Volume Sports Podcast Network. Uh, I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined as always by uh, Air Murray, Mr. SCC, quarterback one of the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, missed y'all over the weekend very mightily. Mm-hmm. Very happy to be back here on this Monday. Aaron, how you feeling today, dude? Great, man. It was a good weekend of a uh, little NFL football. I know this is more of a college uh, show, but you know, yeah. college football games. So we can talk a little NFL. It was a good night. It was a good day, uh, both Saturday and Sunday as we head into uh, conference championship weekend this weekend. T-Bob's all giddy because his uh, LSU boy, Joe Burrow, is going to be facing hey. Kansas City in the next round. I was I was torn because I, I love Joe Burrow. I won the Bengals, but I was 
kind of hoping that the Bills would win because I was going to go to the game in Atlanta since they had to play at a neutral site if it was going to be Kansas City versus Buffalo. So a little upset that that, that game won't be yeah. happening. But yeah. Um, yeah. overall, good weekend and just unfortunate the Cowboys still suck. Uh, and big time. Uh, you said you said unfortunate that the Cowboys still suck. I guess uh, fortunate for you because you hate the Cowboys. Or do you like the Cowboys? You're from Tampa. Why would you like the Cowboys at all? I don't like. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't. I don't. There's no like dislike for the Cowboys like you have. Like I'm like like I don't wake up in the middle of the night screaming you know f the Cowboys. I'm just like I'm, I'm neutral. It's a good brand. Why? Uh, How can you be neutral? You sound like a. Tech why do you bro, have to hate or love the Cowboys? Detroit. It's a why, good brand with why, strong. Why do you have synergy? to hate or or like? Why can't I just because, appreciate an NFL franchise? Because they're trumped up. They 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 have a higher opinion of themselves than they should. They won their first road playoff game since 1993 last week, and yet every single 95. day, all national coverage is uh, no. I think it was like a road playoff game thing, not Super Bowl uh -huh, road okay. playoff game. Yeah. Uh, but 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 even then, it's 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 all like. But but every day they dominate all the coverage of the most valuable sports franchise in America, and it all feels a That's bit right they are. unearned. Uh, Stop being what, what, is, what, I mean, what does that mean? What does that mean, Brum? Where, where do you fall on this? Are you a Cowboys you, you, lover? Are you a Jerry Jones boy? I, I mean, I have been a – let's say in the last 10 years of my life, I've been converted to the, my appreciation for the Cowboys and the ratings they bring. Uh, this, this is just the producer in you is what you're saying. Yeah. Affirmative. Is Dak Prescott elite? Question mark. Yes, yes. You like the Cowboys mm, yeah. uh, because – so actually, me and Brum are saying the same thing, Aaron. You're the odd man out here. The very hate that I am spewing is what Brum loves so much about this. It's what I just said. You can't be neutral. But he doesn't hate the Cowboys, them. And that's he why they hate He loves the fact that people hate them, not that he exactly. hates them. Very different. Exactly. But what I'm saying is no. um, I am actually kind of the mark for Brum here because it, it I am ironically as much as I'm decrying them I am the reason why their coverage is so successful because uh because yeah I hate them and I feel like all the talk about them is unknown but you know what I love I love what I love more than anything is all of the cowboy anti-cowboys content that we get whether it's Skip and Ernestine last night did you see mm -hmm. Skip throw away his uh his Dak Prescott jersey I and the video is hilarious because you can see Skip wait in the hall and you can hear Ernestine knock on the table, right? And they obviously had like, okay, when I knock, I'm filming. So you hear the knock. The Anchorman and then poster Skip in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait, what was that about, bro? Is that Skip's real apartment? Like, you might actually have some insight here. I'm very confused. The that backsplash is in the kitchen was incredibly intense. There's a random Anchorman poster. It kind of had an apartment sort of feel. Where was Skip filming that video? So this is a true story. That is Skip's ooh, real apartment. Ooh. And if okay. Skip lives like two blocks from the Fox Studio lot, like because in like insanely nice corporate housing, so he can be minimal distance between hit himself and the place where he needs to take. That is all hundred percent true. <laughs> literally literally ready to take, ready to take twenty four. Doesn't want to just build seven. a studio in his house. He wants to live next to the studio, so he can just <laughs> stroll over there. I mean, I love the Skip frustrated like. I'm when he just kind of breathes heavily and he doesn't say anything, and then, he, and then he theatrically throws the Prescott jersey away. I will say this. I screw you, T-Bob. I like the Cowboys. What? I do like the brand. I do like the brand. I appreciate the brand. I appreciate the fact that they have to deal with your nonsense for hating them just because they get so much attention on TV, which is idiotic. You don't, you know, 
just just there's I will say this, there's not an NFL team that I hate. There isn't. Maybe the Saints. I don't like the Saints. I grew up in Tampa. I'm a Bucks fan. I live in Atlanta, <laughs> so I kind of have to like the Falcons a little bit, I guess. Yeah, you can't so like, you can't like our big Saints, rival man. is the Saints. So screw your town and screw your your, your stupid NFL team. Look, I, I, I don't even care. That's the thing. I like I like the Saints. Sure, don't get me wrong. I grew up a massive Falcons fan. I came to the Saints late in life. Uh, I came back to LSU. I'm looking around. My old man's doing radio for the Saints. I'm like, I should probably be a Saints fan again, right? Yeah. But so so I'm kind of the opposite. I, I have I, I like I definitely cheer for the Saints, right? I have no NFL team though that I truly love or live or die with, but I was raised to hate the Cowboys. My old man doesn't really care about any NFL team except he hates the Cowboys. And so that has been passed down to me and look i love stephen a's videos clowning the cowboys yeah. i love shannon get ready to clown skip i love stephen a gift after michael irvin like it's just grade a take content so at the end of the day maybe in a weird paradoxical way i'm actually a bit thankful for the cowboys yeah. because it does make me uh very happy to watch them lose and to watch everybody laugh at them when they uh when they lose uh was, but was that but was, as you Go ahead. Is is Dak? Is it is Dak at the end of his rope with with Cowboy fans? I feel like like yes, this season good. interceptions. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm watching the game. I tweeted out last night too. Like there are a couple of throws where that ball was fluttering in the air like a just a wounded duck. I'm like, man, that guy's getting paid a ton of money to make throws like that. Interceptions, not a lot of juice on the football. I just don't know, man. Like to me, he just has not been impressive this season. Not impressive the second half of the season. I mean, look great versus the box, but yeah, um, he's great last week, dude. Great last week. So that's, you can't you, week one week ain't gonna save your job to me. I, I, Wait, no, see, Aaron. The correct take response there is if you've been cornered and like let's say one guy has one bad game and that's where you're forming your argument against. Everybody's like, well, what about all this other evidence? Yeah. You say, uh, well, what have you done for me lately? Okay, it's a what have you done for me lately league. And I don't care that Daniel Jones who for 300 yards and rushed for 75 and two touchdowns last week, okay? Daniel Jones sucked this weekend. And so did Dak Prescott. Get him out of there, okay? That's, yeah. That, that, what have you done for me lately? And unfortunately for Dak and company. I mean, Brum, Dak's the old man now, right, Aaron? Like, when's it going to happen? Yeah. He was literally the oldest it ain't quarterback. It ain't happening. Playoff. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. All that no. said, I would love Dak Prescott in New Orleans. So if he wants to get out of, uh, I mean, I just watched Andy Dalton throw to Raheed Shahid for an entire year. And I don't want to disrespect Shahid because he was awesome. But talk to me after you just watch Andy Dalton play quarterback for a year for your NFL team. Actually, I mean, I don't know, Aaron. I guess you got to watch Marcus Mariota. So, you know. There's, yeah, until uh, he literally just quit quit on the team and decided just to leave because he got benched. Um not not just the ultimate yeah he did guy, he right did just, just straight up he just literally just like all right fine uh, i'll i'll get benched yeah i don't know how this didn't make more news like okay i got underrated I just got benched story for rookie uh but i'm just gonna take my bag and i'm gonna go home and literally just flew away <laughs> yeah he just left dude he petrino joe i'm out dude oh. yeah especially when like he's making good money which is the craziest part about it. But I, I I don't know, man. I've never been in that situation, so I guess I can't speak. But it seems like kind of a hoe move. If anything, quit or retire in the offseason uh, if, yep. if if you really want to that badly. I mean, Aaron, I think your Bucks are about to have to say bye to Tom Brady as well. 
I'm reading reporting from pewterreport.com that uh, oh, in talking to players around the Bucks franchise that it kind of sounded like he was saying goodbye. He's gone. He's, he's, it's, it's Miami. It's, uh, it's Tennessee. I know Tennessee, their new GM, wants to take a look at, at um, their quarterback to see if they want to come back or next year, Tannehill. But I think it was a great run. Uh, the Bucks need to go after yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. First of all, oh, they need an OC. Oh. They It'll be interesting if they get Munkin. So we're going to round this all into college because I know there's a couple people in the chat that want us to get back to college. Todd Munkin may be new OC there for the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's been obviously the hot topic here in the state of Georgia. So if he goes there, a lot of intrigue from a lot of um, big-time quarterbacks. So we'll see if they can get someone else. But, yeah, I, I think Tom is on his way out. The money is getting retire. better. Uh, well, he's uh, not going to that, right? I mean, he, I he's he not going to, but he needs it. to. You think? Didn't he just over like 4,500 yards? I feel you. In that playoff game, he looked like an old man playing football, afraid of getting yeah. hit. But I think there's like, there's still situations in which Tom Brady would be great. And, and, and granted, like, I mean, as good as like someone like Brock Purdy's done, like what if Tom Brady went to San Fran for a year, you're going to tell me that if I told you tomorrow that Tom Brady signed with the Niners, would they, would you place a bet on them to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Hey, yes. that's a, He's got yes. that old man strength, dude. Yes. The legend. of well, Tom that's, Brady. That's, 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 that's interesting with, with, with San Francisco and the way their offenses run. Um, and, and you look at the quarterback that they just drafted in, in, in the first round, was it a, a, two years ago? Um, uh, Trey Lance, this isn't an offense that wants to highlight a mobile quarterback that can run around and make plays. This is a quarterback that, you know, you move receivers and you move McCaffrey around and you get those guys the ball in space. Now it's, it's literally catch three set balls out, catch balls out. Now move McCaffrey in the thought, boom, you know, kid on a quick slant or, or skinny pose from the, from the, you know, number three receiver we saw him do a couple times last night. Like, that's their offense. So it's just weird to me that you know your offense, you would waste, you know, all those picks and a pick on a guy that really doesn't fit your system. Uh, and now all of a sudden you're seeing, like, all you need is a guy like Brock Purdy. You just need someone who gets the ball out on time and is accurate, and that's all you need. You don't need Trey Lance. You don't need Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if Tom Brady was on that roster right now, they would, they would, I think they would destroy everyone. They would, they would easily win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They would, just, they would kill it. That's all you need. So, so that's why I don't think that Brady should retire yet. Yes, Tom Brady's not probably even at the point where he was a couple of years ago where he kind of, well, actually, the Bucks were pretty damn good. He was the final piece. He can yeah. be the final piece, right? So, like, mm -hmm. maybe Indy's interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a few landing spots we'll wait and see. Oh, but again, okay, that's NFL. Final four is going to be legit. I mean, Burrow Mahomes yeah. again, are you kidding me, on the AFC side? And then in Philly and San Fran, you have two very interesting, almost more uh, – old school is probably not the right word. Just that they're doing it through the ground, right, through a tougher, more yes. kind of varied approach in the day of just, oh, we're just going to go back and throw the ball. Uh, Philly and San Fran are doing it a different way. I mean, again, San Francisco, positionless football. McCaffrey can play anywhere. Juice Chick plays everywhere. Kittle, they move all mm -hmm. over the field. Debo Samuel plays everywhere. Like the 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 personnel groupings and the ways in which they can manufacture mismatches. Uh, it's it's the perfect personnel group for an offensive genius like Kyle Shanahan to have, and you're right. seeing why because uh, they are winning while being seemingly weak at what we all believe 
to be the queen, right? The most important piece in all of football by far. And yet San Francisco's right back here in the NFC championship. So I'm excited. I may do a little, I may do a little, I may do a little parlay action. Okay. For this weekend. Yeah. I'm like in, I'm like in, I'm like in Philly minus two and a half under 45 and a half. <coughs> Excuse me as oh. I'm choking. Uh, maybe that's a maybe that's a sign that I shouldn't put money on that. The fact that I was choking as I'm talking about it, uh, and then Cincinnati plus one and a half. Okay, there we go. I so, got you. We're gonna do that on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Uh, if you want to, uh, if you live in a state ooh, where it's legal, which shout out Ohio, it's legal there now. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Promo code snaps. Promo code snaps. Uh, all right. So we do have some college football news. To get to uh, one of Georgia's key players, a person who will be featured in the championship DVD as one of the things that helped to, uh, well, that team win a championship, has decided to leave. Uh, he's out. Mm. A.D. Mitchell going to Texas. We'll talk about the Ed Reed situation as I did a deep dive on it earlier today. And it's a, uh, it's a situation that actually probably goes a bit larger then you think of the conversation around it tapping into kind of the zeitgeist around HBCUs and whether or not Ed Reed was in the right, the wrong, Bethune-Cookman. I'll try to give you uh, my best quick layout of it and what I think on it a bit later. And then, uh, look, primetime, man. Speaking of Ed Reed, he's trying to kind of follow in Prime's footsteps in a lot of ways. And, well, Prime made big news over the weekend, flipping the number one cornerback in the country from Miami to Colorado already the primetime effect is there because there is no chance in hell that the number one quarterback in the country who resides in the state of Florida would have ever gone and committed to one in 11 Colorado if it were not for Deion Sanders so I don't know look maybe Tim Brewster will be right in the end maybe when you see that buff bus coming you know you got 60 minutes of hell I I kind of don't think so again after seeing that meeting room but who knows maybe Maybe I'm wrong in that case. Uh, let's start, though, with your boys uh, because we got a lot of Georgia football fans in the audience here. Mm -hmm. You obviously know this team inside and out. Uh, this entire year, I had to listen to you mention when A.D. Mitchell gets back, when A.D. Mitchell gets back. And then to your credit, oh. Aaron, when he got back, he was awesome. One of the yeah. key pieces about the semifinal and championship game, and he's mm -hmm. gone. As uh, now it's not injury uh, that sees him out, but the allure of Texas in that deep, deep, deep checkbook as uh, A.D. Mitchell has chosen to leave the back-to-back -back national championship Georgia Bulldogs and take his talents to Austin. How you feeling? Oh, I feel awful. Not going to lie. It, it's not what I want to hear the other day. I've been just trying to to pump the receivers for, for, for Georgia now for a few years, and they, it's been the one – to me, it's been the one area that's had it's been the the least consistent. You know, running backs have been great. It's RBU. Uh, quarterbacks have been really, really good. Uh, tight ends have been tremendous. Offensive line's been great. Uh, the defense at all three levels have been great. It's been the receivers. I mean, the receivers have been the one that have been hit or miss. You know, either they're playing well or they're playing bad. And then every now and then they'll sprinkle in a great game. And you know, part of it I've talked about on the show before is the fact that, you know, Todd Munkin finds unique ways for his offense to work, whether it's through the tight ends to the running backs, doesn't have to live through the receivers. But as a fan, you want to see big time plays. You want to see these receivers catch a slant like LSU or Alabama and take it for 70 yards. Like that's awesome. That's exciting. Those are the explosive plays that can change a game that could turn you from a really, really good offense 
to one of the elite offenses. And, and, and the way AD played last season, so the first national championship run in the postseason, gained a lot of confidence. I talked to a lot of the coaches on that facility and on that staff, and, man, they're just talking about how good he is, how athletic he is, how you see him in person, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like that guy's ready to play on Sundays right now, and then gets hurt. Doesn't play the majority of the season, but like I said, when he's back and he's on the field, he's a difference maker, and he was a difference maker both in the first round of the playoffs and in the national championship. So all of a sudden, I'm I'm pumped. If I'm a Georgia fan, I'm saying, okay, if we can just keep fingers crossed, AD healthy, McConkey's coming back, Bowers is back, Ra Ra Thomas from 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 uh, Mississippi State, you got Love it there from Missouri. This offense with Carson Beck, who's more of a pocket quarterback, who I think is going to be the guy. This offense could be possibly the most explosive offense in the SEC next year. And then now AD leaves. Ra-Ra Thomas just got arrested over the weekend. Uh, you're kind of like, oh, God. Like, once again, issues at the receiving spot for Georgia. They just can't get it right. They just can't. Who knows what's going to happen with Ra-Ra and as they go through that whole legal process. But you do lose, I would say, your premier receiver when healthy in AD Mitchell. Um, I mean, you're in reports of he's from Texas. He has a daughter there. Uh, I've heard that he's getting paid half a million dollars to go to Texas, and Georgia just couldn't offer yeah. that. So a lot, a lot of that. But I just – I want to see good receiver play. And it looks like, again, next year Georgia is going to be okay to good well, and may just I miss mean, out being elite again. Look, uh, let's – excuse me if I don't feel too bad for the Georgia Bulldogs, Aaron. Y'all went into Como – and took the only good piece that Missouri had on that offense. Dominic Lovett is a receiver that yeah. somehow, oh, yeah. in a Missouri offense that had nothing resembling competent quarterback play, Dominic Lovett in the SEC still managed to have 56 catches for 846 and three touchdowns. I mean, almost a thousand-yard receiver on this Mizzou team. And what did Georgia do? Oh, oh, Mizzou, that's a nice piece. That's cute. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. That's ours now. Okay, hey, so yeah. it goes around Nobody feels bad for you or A.D. Mitchell leaving. Uh, I feel bad for A.D. Mitchell because now he's got to go play for that fraud Sark, right? And he's got to go uh, fail. But you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think these Texas players care, dude. I, I, I think they probably don't mind failing uh, because they're making sick money in, like, one of the greatest cities to live in in the country if you got great money. So, uh, you know, A.D. Mitchell got the ring, and now it's time to line the pockets a little bit. And that, yeah, that's two what rings. I'm saying. And that, that's something that's kind of fascinating that we have I'm, never I'm so surprised. seen before. In the past, I, so think I, about it, Aaron. In the past, yeah. like, the, the, the championship was the end-all, be-all, right? In pursuit of a yep. championship, you probably positioned yourself to be able to tr maybe make the NFL, and that's where the money mm -hmm. would come in. Now it's interesting. You'll have guys where it's like, okay, I've already accomplished all the team goals that I could want. Who wants to pay? And then you just go make money. And that's a great feeling for A.D. Mitchell. Like, hell yes, dude. He has it all. He's got two rings, and now he's got the bag. Well, you talk about, you know, Georgia, uh, boohoo Georgia. You know, they're just going around stealing other people's, you know, top guys. But, I mean, this is back-to-back -back years where Georgia's lost their top receiver. And and, and Jermaine yeah. Byrne, let's not forget Jermaine Byrne a year ago, left Georgia to go to Alabama. You know, young receiver, talented receiver, uh, same thing, won his national championship. I don't think it was a money thing. I think it was more of, you know, hey, who am I going to bet on? Am I going to bet on Bryce Young or am I going to bet on Stetson Bennett to go win back-to-back -back national championships? Obviously, he messed up. He made the wrong decision. Nothing against Bryce, but just more winning a championship. 80s won two. 
AD wants to go back to Texas. AD, I've been told, is, like I said, going to make more money than what Georgia could have offered him, which to me, that's that's more the question mark. I'm, I'm surprised because Georgia does a really good job when it comes to their collective, when it comes to opportunities to make money. So I'm a little bit, a little bit worried that that these kids are leaving because they think they can go get paid somewhere else. And because that's a problem every 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 institution is going to face right now. It's like, you know, you have to fully buy in as a fan base, as a collective, as a university, as a as a donor. This is the new way, man. Like for for a long time the the, the route was can we build the best facilities? Can we have the best facilities so that when a player walks on they can say, "Oh my yeah. gosh, this place will get me ready for the NFL." That that's now on the back end. And if you didn't have those facilities, your team started to fall behind. Now, all of a sudden, it's you better buy into this whole NIL world as a collective fan base, university, uh, donor, all that, or you will fall behind. I don't think Georgia's like way behind by any means. I think Georgia's actually doing pretty good. Hell no, But the fact Georgia's that Texas could scoop them in. Shut no, up. No, no, but Texas no, no. just scooped their best receiver. So, yes, they are behind. They're behind Texas. But, They're behind but Texas. Is that, is that a, but is that a world where Georgia's just didn't view it as needed? To keep those resources, like to match those well, resources, I'm sure they for see needed after I mean, Rod just, just after Rod just got arrested. They're probably like, "Oh damn, maybe we should open that bag a little bit more for AD uh, Mitchell." Well, let's see, let's see what happens with Rod first off, but also secondly, like who needs AD Mitchell when you got Lad McConkey? I mean that that is kind of the yeah. great, but like I know I'm joking, but like that is kind of the great absurdity about Georgia, right? Is the team is so good that you can have a guy like Lad out there, and he's like been great because. You're having to commit to stop like Bowers and all these other players. So if I'm yeah. like sitting there and I'm doing the NIL math and I'm UGA and while teams don't have a salary cap, they have a finite amount of resources to spend. And I got uh, Dominic Lovett coming in and rah, rah. Uh, I can. And, and of course, whatever like stellar freshman class Georgia has, like I can understand being like, you know what? I don't think we should pay AD Mitchell $500,000. Like, is he a great player? Yes. Does he make us better? Yes. Do he have a huge impact in the playoffs? Yes. But is he replaceable? And I think that Georgia would actually answer that with yes. And so I don't think this is a case of Georgia getting outbid. I think it's a case of Georgia being not willing or, or not outbid due to lack of finances, maybe getting outbid because they just didn't view his value for them the same way that Texas viewed it for them. Because, look, Texas needs it. They need to give Quinn Ewers, Arch, whoever wins the job, they need to try – and Sark has pressure on him this year. Like, they need to give themselves uh, no excuses for why it does not work, and getting A.D. Mitchell is a step towards that. Four touchdowns in four playoff games. For the biggest games of his career, A.D. Mitchell scored a touchdown in each one of those games. So I mean, Lad McConkey's like playoff stats. Let me give you Lad's playoff stats. All right, we'll go to Lad's playoff stats. Give me Lad McConkey's playoff stats. I will give you. Or here, you keep talking. You disagree with me. I'll look them up. You keep talking about them. All right, you look it up. You look it up. That's your point. Um, so I disagree. Like, yes, four touchdowns and four of the biggest games in Georgia's history. Why, why do we praise Stetson so much? We praise Stetson because in those big-time moments, Stetson showed up and played his best football. AD in those big-time games went out there and found a way to get in the end zone and make plays even though he's missed 90% of the season this year. But whatever. He showed up for the playoffs. He had an impact. So to me, if you're going to want to win those games consistently, if you're going to want to win championships, because Georgia's going to get there. There's no doubt in my mind that like Georgia over the next 
five to 10 years is going to consistently be one of the top four teams, and especially when they go to 12, they're going to be in the playoffs. There's a difference between being in the playoffs and then winning a national championship. And AD's had some of the biggest catches in Georgia history over the past two years. The, 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 the circus route touchdown versus Ohio State, which was a tremendous route and throw by Stetson Bennett that won him the football game to send yeah. him to the championship. And then the touchdown versus Alabama to win the national championship. So he, he finds a way to make plays when they're needed to win the ultimate prize. And, 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 and without getting entire season to get reps and chemistry with Stetson. So um, I think it's a hit for them. I think it's a pretty big hit to a guy that I think is, hmm. is when healthy is the best receiver on Georgia's roster. Well, uh, yeah, it looks like Ladd McConkie really doesn't have anything to write home about, except for this national championship game against TCU where he was excellent. Yeah, he Five catches, one. 80 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. But to your point, um, outside of that, no, he had a really good game against Oregon uh, this year in Tennessee, which are both very big games. I love that. Uh, I love that. I, uh, I, I, I still maintain, I, I certainly see what you're saying. Um, I still maintain that on the grand scheme of Georgia and its roster makeup right now, I don't know that I would commit 500 K to 80 Mitchell. I think you have enough bodies back there that can give you essentially the same thing, or at least, um, look, 80 didn't want to eat off the floor. I wouldn't commit 500K to anyone. I think this whole college football landscape is 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 bonkers right now. Bonkers. These yeah. guys are being paid. Yeah, tell them. What a... <laughs> Look at those fucking clowns out there. Get him, Aaron Murray. Yell at him. <laughs> it is. It's stupid. This whole NIL paying kids a million dollars or half a million dollars to go to university is, is yeah. such a waste of resources. And what do we learn from... The, the 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 college football over the past 10 years that is a a bunch of wasteful people from the university and all these coaching contracts where yeah, so they're paying true. millions of dollars for buyouts <laughs> to now donors paying millions of dollars for you know an 18 year old kid who's never stepped foot on a, a college football field before to half a million dollar to a guy who just missed the entire season last year for the Georgia Bulldogs like that is this the amount of money is I get it. Good for them. Congratulations. Go make your money. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's fucking stupid. I think it's it's wasteful. No, no, nobody's upset with the so players. Wasteful. I, I, no, yeah, I'm not. I'm good for the players. A, there's a conversation to be had about uh, financial responsibility, certainly. And I've always yeah. find it, it it never fails to put a smile on my face. A bit of the delicious irony that uh, many of the people making these arguably reckless financial decisions are like very successful businessmen, right? Who in, who in other aspects of their life are very worried about investment and return on investment and all these other sorts of economic factors. But when it comes to football, they're like, we need 70 million so that our football lobs can have a, uh, you know, a full barbershop. Oh, let's do it, dude. Let's put a slide in that thing. Why not? And now it's just, yeah, let's pay this high school kid who's never paid $13 million. Um, so A.D. Mitchell to Texas. I don't know how to solve that. I really don't hold know. Hold on, hold on. Oh, that's what that, all right. I'm just, I, that's the one thing I like. I love about the NFL. Like, you know, we get pampered in college. Like, you have this incredible – like, a lot of people don't realize this, but, like, college facilities are way better than NFL facilities. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I showed up to Kansas City, and I'm not saying, like, it's a bad facility at all, but, like, it does have – it has nothing on Georgia. I mean, nothing on Georgia. It's like you know, you bare know what minimum. It is? You know, you know what it is? It's a. It's amazing. It's a like we have to, 
It's a butt smear, not a butt smear. And that's, you know, that's the difference right there. That's so stupid. I'm sorry, that was, bad, that was, um, that was not your best one. Uh, it. It's just the, the amount of resources that have to be put in at the end of the day to kiss the ass of a 16 to 18 year old kid yeah. is it's quite comical. Like these, these billion dollar owners of these NFL franchises, like some of them are really nice. Like some facilities are, are Dallas has a great facility. Uh, I've been to the jets. They have a really nice facility. Uh, Philly's pretty good, but none of them, once they had none of them or, or, or anywhere in the same world besides maybe Dallas to what I would say the, the top 15 universities when it comes to college football have not even close. Nothing, nothing. You know why? To it. Because you and it's all because of catering. It's all catering to 16, 18 year old kids. We're, they are racking in hundreds of billions of dollars to impress 16, 18 year old kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, wasteful spending, like wasteful. in the NFL, it's going to be more about, okay, what do we need to build to allow us to compete where for many, many years in college, it's been, we need to build this to overawe right to to literally cause yeah. awe in this person where they're like oh my god what is this like a hundred squat racks pain. oh my yeah. god <laughs> exactly why do you like, need a hundred squat racks yeah <laughs> uh so all hundred players can squat at a time aaron you dumbass hello uh oh, yeah, yeah no 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 it's a talent but but whatever it's it's look i we're just old men eight okay on the football field it's a hit to georgia what does this do for Texas? And then we'll move on. Like, like, are you going to sit think, here and tell me that Texas. Texas is suddenly going to win the big 12 now? <laughs> uh, I think I, I think TCU's actually made bigger moves in the off season when it comes to the transfer portal than Texas has. TCU's done a great job of getting some top guys from LSU, from Alabama, other spots as well. Um, I, to me, the only way Texas takes their game and, and possibly wins that conference next year is, is if Quinn Ewers, plays the way he did the first four games of the season, which he played before he just went to absolute crap. Like if he can get that juice back in him, if, if, if the, the arrival of, of Manning all of a sudden elevates his game and he's in the film room and he's in the locker room and he's out there doing one-on-ones and routes on air with his receivers, if he takes his game to that next level, then yes, to me, Texas would be the favorite to win the conference next year. But if, if he doesn't, and if he's the guy that we saw the second half of the season, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say right now that that you know Arch Manning in his first season is going to lead Texas to a Big Twelve championship. I just, I'm not going to put that pressure on a freshman. So it all lies on yours. He's good enough to be the best quarterback in the conference. Now he just has to go out there and execute. Yeah, I think that how I view it is Texas should win the Big Twelve. But I really felt like Texas and Oklahoma should be winning the Big 12 every year anyway. I mean, Texas, yeah. by the time the season starts, Texas will mm -hmm. inarguably have the most talented team in the conference. They should win the Big 12. They won't because I think there's some deep-rooted culture problems. Um, like, I mean, we, I know we talked about the eyes of Texas drama uh, during the fall, but, but, but I do believe that's kind of indicative of one of the issues. Texas is so in love with the idea of Texas that they sometimes lose focus on what actually matters. I mean, I keep going back to the Kirby smart uh, thing, uh, the, the kind of philosophy that he was espousing during the playoffs, which is like, we got guys here who want to eat off the floor. Nobody's eating off the floor at Texas. Okay. 
and it leads to a bit mm-hmm. of softness. They can never get it quite done. And I don't think Sark's the guy to change that. I, I really don't. Maybe I'll be wrong. You know me. I'm a top Sarkater. Uh, maybe I'll be eating crow. But you like, didn't see the feistiness, sit, the feistiness when that guy laid his hands on him, T-Bob? That's yeah, some energy yeah, yeah, from my yeah, head exactly. coach right there. Exactly. That's your guy. That's your guy that you're always like. You have to make peace with that being the man who's in charge of uh, the team oh, that wow. you keep betting on. I'm going to be over here. Remember, Aaron, during this season, you told me you were going to get a tattoo that said never trust Texas again. And yet here you are. And yet here you are. They're not going to win. I'm not saying I'm trusting them. But they're not. They should. They should. They should. They definitely should win the Big 12. Uh, You know, Kansas State will be a good team next year, too. Will Howard back at quarterback. um, Really impressed with how the, the way he played last season. You know, I think they'll be in it. Oklahoma has their quarterback back, too. I do think you will see you should, I'm not saying, will. you should, because they, they have more talent than anyone else in that conference. I'm with you. It's just, it's still mind blowing to me that Oklahoma and Texas were as, as not as great as they could have been this year. You should see a massive jump for Oklahoma this season with the talent on that roster, with what they have coming back next season with Dylan committing to come back. You should see a team go from six to seven to flirting with 10 wins. Just can yeah. your coach figure it out? JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Superchargers, headlights, and more eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans, black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger 
They yeah. get the, the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? Like, you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle, and that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sideline, there's still time to get off your butt and get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from your favorite college football podcast, Snaps, reminding you that new customers can bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place that first $5 bet. So you sign up for FanDuel, use the promo code SNAPS, place a $5 bet, and you get $150 in bonus bets with which to play. And look, you can play any way you want at FanDuel, right? All your favorite bets from the money line, point spreads, player props. You combine them all for bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Uh, what do I like this weekend? I like Joey B and the Bengals. That's right, man. Any Bengals bet, give it to me, right? Spread, money line. Any Joey B overs on yards, touchdowns, I want it all. Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown score, I'm playing it all, baby. It's going to be a who day weekend. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get that $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. That's promo code SNAPS. Let's make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we will see. I don't have any faith. Um, I probably have more faith in mm -mm. Sark than Venables, but I don't have much faith either way. I mean, I definitely have more faith in Sark than Venables, so that gives you an idea how I feel about Brent Venables. Uh, all right, next up on the list. Okay, this is going to get a little dense for a second, maybe a bit of setup here. Um, so Ed Reed is out at Bethune-Cookman head coach. The administration refusing to ratify his contract. Uh, it was announced, I want to say, at the end of December, that he was going to be the head coach. And basically, Ed Reed shows up on campus. And to him, he sees a campus um, that is very dirty, right? And he sees his, he gets to his office. His office hasn't been properly cleaned. He goes on Instagram and he gets very upset about this on Instagram Live. And, you know, he's cursing whatever. Ed Reed curses, get over it. Okay. It's like he says, y'all heard curse words. It is what it is, dude. Um, but whatever, I'm probably not the best judge of that because I'm mm -mm. like Ed Reed in that way. Uh, but, but he goes on Instagram and he's getting pissed about it. He's, you know, this is, this is some bullshit basically and kind of going off. So it embarrasses Bethune Cookman. Um, what else it did in the minds of a lot of, uh, people who are members of HBCUs, whether in leadership positions or they cover HBCUs, a lot of people felt that Ed Reed 
was kind of the celebrity guy coming in here, talking a bunch of shit and feeding into what they view as an inaccurate, negative uh, stereotyping of HBCUs, right? There's kind of this negative zeitgeist out there. And you got Dion talking about on the way out how some stuff was going down at Jackson State that he didn't fully approve of. And then you got Ed Reed showing up and saying this. So a lot of people started saying, well, well, Reed, uh, I mean, you're, you're just feeding into the stereotypes. You don't even know. You just got here. You're just, all, all this other sort of stuff. My issue is if you look at the fallout since Ed Reed posted this on Instagram, and if you look at the fallout um, if you look at the reaction of the student body as a whole, I think a more nuanced story begins to be told uh, with Bethune-Cookman specifically. I am not at all educated enough to speak on all HBCUs, right? But I've read a lot, watched a lot on this Bethune-Cookman case, and it looks like, at least according to a lot of the students, um, Ed Weed was right. And I want to give you a little background on Ed Reed real quick because you may say, well, why is he so, why is he tripping so hard about like trash or whatever, right? He is, he has been very on the record about this. He's talked about that Ravens Super Bowl team that he was a part of. He got on everybody's ass because their locker room was dirty, right? Like they have volunteer firemen who are cleaning up the locker room and you got adult men leaving their tape on the ground, leaving their towels on the ground when you're, the trash can's right by your locker. The, the dirty clothes, it's on the way out to drop the towel in. And so Ed Reed basically called about, look, we got to start handling our shit. And in the little things, it gets to the big things. Well, at Bethune-Cookman, he didn't just go off on the current state of things and then let it lie. No, he immediately, and there's video evidence of this, very heartwarming video, he immediately organized all the different teams, football, volleyball, and they went around campus. And what did they do? They cleaned up. So that's what I like about Ed Reed, okay? He just doesn't talk the talk. He walks the walk. And so, yeah, he was pissed. And a lot of people use it as an attack angle against him, but the students are supporting him. And all of a sudden, I'm reading Fox 35 Orlando articles where students are now protesting against the Board of Trustees. Massive student protests. And they're talking about, look, we got rats. We got no hot water. We got no AC. We got tons and tons of mold. I mean, the pictures of mold are astounding coming out. Students are talking off the record because they're afraid of losing scholarship, trying to be afraid of being silenced by the administration that is silencing Ed Reed. They're walking around marching, yelling, Ed Reed was right. Um, and so I think where I kind of land, and, and tuition's not cheap. It's 30K a year, private school to go to Bethune-Cookman. And so a lot of students are like, okay, hey, we're pouring our resources into it and we are not seeing the return. Where is the money going? And so when these students are protesting, they're saying, look, it's we don't care necessarily about Ed Reed being the head coach of the football team. Now the football team does and they want him back. But like yeah. the student body as a whole, they, they don't care about Ed Reed being the football coach. What they do care about, they feel like he's being silenced in a lot of the same ways that they are being silenced. And... Mm -hmm. Outside looking in, look, man, to me, it kind of seems like this administration didn't enjoy having their shortcomings called out. And Ooh. after Red Reed called them out, instead of what I think would have been the real leadership position of, okay, let's accept that we have done things wrong maybe in these areas up to this point. Let's maybe get with Coach Reed and educate him on, look, it's not that simple. Here's a problem here. Here's a problem here. But let's own it and let's look – forward to solutions and let's work with Ed Reed because he can do it. Because if there's one thing you cannot doubt, it is that Ed Reed cares about these kids. Here is uh Brum, play the video of Ed Reed as he was basically 
talking to um talking talk, talking to the students and their families about why he, he he is not going to be the head coach of Bethune Cookman. After playing in what we started doing, young man. Picking up the trash. Picking up the trash. Yeah, I curse. And y'all done heard curse words before. And they got parents in here. And no, I don't want to leave. And like I told you, I want all these recruits. But they got some corrupt people in this world, some evil people that don't care about kids like I do. So I want y'all to hear the truth from me. I ain't withdrawing my name. I got the receipts. They got all kinds of stuff going on around here. Hoarding these buildings with nothing but trash in them. You understand me? And Dion was right. And I know I'm right. And they got some people in here who be snitching to their ass. And I work with much Judas as Jesus walked with him. And I ain't have a problem with it. Because even Jesus prevailed. Sir. And what God got for you, no man can take. Sir. And look, I, I want to be clear about yep. this. Um, every school has issues like this. One of the great embarrassments of LSU is that there is a library on campus, Middleton Library, that has mold, has leaks, is falling apart at a time when you're spending millions upon millions of dollars in all these other areas of school. This is not any problem just um, unique to HBCUs, unique to Bethune-Cookman, but in this case specifically, I think this was a real missed opportunity for positive change because when I see Ed Reed there, that's a leader. And again, that's a man who is passionate about creating change. And yeah, you might not like how he goes about it, but fuck that. Get over yourself, okay? Yeah. Results. That's what you want to see. And like he said, what were we doing? We were picking up trash. Immediate results. And I think better leadership, out of Bethune-Cookman specifically, better mm -hmm. leadership could have led to real positive change on that campus. Same way that you saw a lot of it at Jackson State. Like, I, I think they really missed the mark in forcing Ed Reed out here. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that that it, he did shed some light on this whole situation right now and that we are talking about it. Like you can just Google Ed Reed and there's a million articles that you and I have been reading for the past couple of days about what's going on, what what the further issue is. So it is shedding a light on things need to happen, whether Ed Reed gets, uh, uh, you know, gets an opportunity to coach there at Bethune-Cookman or not at least that there is a national spotlight now of, hey, things need to be better. Things need to change. These kids are stepping up and saying, hey, I want a better life situation right now in the dorm rooms, in my classroom, at our athletic facilities, wherever it may be. So, you know, they, 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 that's why you're seeing these players and student athletes just so thankful for Ed Reed to show up. So, I don't know, man, maybe things will get settled down. Maybe he will get an opportunity uh, to go out there and, and, and be the coach. I know he's passionate about it. He's been an assistant there at Miami. You know he wants to coach. You know he wants to, to do it the right way. He's made a ton of money, just like Dion. They've, they've made plenty of money. And, and is it nice to get a nice check too? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's always nice to get a nice big check. But they are doing it for the right reasons. They are going to these universities. They're coaching football to help develop these young men to, to, to be better in life when they take that next step. I mean, that's every coach's goal. Like that was Coach Rook's, that was one of the main selling points for me for Coach Rick. It wasn't just football. It was, I'm going to commit to Georgia. My, why my parents felt so comfortable sending me there is because they knew at the end of the day, I was going to walk out of there with a diploma. 
I was going to walk out there ready to take on life, whether it was in football or just in, in the business world, whatever it may be. And, and, and that's what Ed Reed wants to do. He wants to win championships, but he wants to develop young men. And he wants yeah. the school to buy into that mission as well. So good by him for, for stepping up. Could it have been handled a little bit better? Possibly. Uh, but, you know, someone had to do it. And, and I know those kids appreciate that. He, he was willing to step up and make that noise. So sort of the spirit in the chat. I mean, Ray's a very good point. He says, get real. You have no interest in this content. Quit trying to hustle our culture. And that's fair, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like we're going to talk about Bethune-Cookman or we're going to be updating you on whether or not these student living conditions of Bethune-Cookman um, you know, improve over the next year or two. And so I feel you. I'm, I'm, I'm not the right person to be talking about this. I'm not the right person to be uh, admonishing or wagging my finger, but like, you know, who did have real interest and you know, who was the right person was Ed fucking Reed. And he mm -hmm. just got run off over some bullshit. He got run off because the administration could not handle the way in which he called them out for their shortcomings. And again, this is, I'm talking about Bethune Cookman specifically. I am not making any other statements in any other HBCUs because, like I said, this goes on all over the place, right? But still, change in one place, positive change happening in one mm -hmm. place is good. Like, just because this is a problem everywhere does not mean that we shouldn't try to highlight and celebrate if something positive can happen or is happening in a place. And I believe that it could have happened at Bethune Cookman. And maybe still will. We'll see if they reverse course and maybe somebody steps up and, um, and, 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 and even, even like, look, Bethune Cookman, like I, I would, you know, I want to hear their side of the story as well, because like I said, after reading everything, looking at everything, it's not me saying this, it's the actual Bethune Cookman's students saying this, they're the ones out protesting in the, the, in the number of hundreds, right. Um, chanting that the board of trustees must go that Ed Weed was right. Like, it's not me. I'm just relaying what I saw and read in researching this. So um, it's disappointing. And, and, and I know this, mm -hmm. if I am somewhere and I'm feeling like my program is stuck or I need a force of positive change, not just on the field, but in terms of providing leadership for young men and young women, everything I saw out of Ed Reed in this story is the exact type of person I want. I don't get offended by cursing. I don't give a damn about it. Okay. Maybe you do, but I hope that you can also accept that cursing does not detract from the actions or the overall message that Ed Reed was uh, trying to get out here. Um, it's a fascinating story, man. And uh, I don't know where it ends, but I hope that it ends. Because uh, I feel bad for the kids. They were pumped to have Reed there. He was pumped to work with him. And now... Um, Richard John says the kids are enthralled with his celebrity. Of course, they're disappointed. Look again, you can use Ed Reed's celebrity against him. And I understand that attack angle. And I'm not going to say that's not a factor because yeah, dude, if you're going to be like, who wouldn't want to be coached by Ed Reed? But I also believe that he has a proven track record of uh, being able to be that leader that can help develop teams and men and what he was doing already there, like showing up and getting all the different sports together, start cleaning the campus. Yep. Actions speak louder than words. And, well, and they also sure. help the football coach. Don't tell me he was not going to be a great coach. Dude, balls. And, 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 and these kids also saw what, what Dion did as well. So at Jackson State. So like, yeah, they're excited. Like, you know, Jack, 
Dion did such a great job of changing the culture there, of bringing in big time dollars. I mean, to 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 build new facilities, to um, shed a, shed a, a positive spotlight on what's going on there. So yeah, of course those kids are like, hell yeah, sign us up too. Let's find a way to take our program to another level, similar to what Jackson State did and the success that they've had over these past couple of years. So I think disappointment by by a lot of people. But you know, sometimes you gotta gotta get through the shit before you see the light. So hopefully they're kind of just. At the end of it right now, it's been exposed, and now you just get better from here. Look, it's like 69xxx.fun says in the chat, find your love in you city. If we could all just take yes. some pride in our cities and find our love there. I don't think that's what 69xxx is talking about, but the point no. stands, 69, okay? We, we we find that love in the city. It takes a pride in that, and maybe we lead to some. Uh, Hell of a transition. Um, uh, Hell of a transition. And uh, what's happening, Reginald, Light Dog, everybody else hanging out in chat, Thomas Dare. Um, all right, so we kind of mentioned Dion around the periphery of that story, and there's a great clip actually yeah. where Dion shows up on the Instagram Live and supports his brother Ed Reed in uh, his his fight for this. Um, but Dion Sanders, man, already paying dividends at Colorado as, uh, over the weekend, prime flips. Kermani McLean, a.k.a. the number one cornerback in the country from Miami to Colorado. And Aaron, the real winner in this is not Colorado. It's not Dion. The real winner is Kermani McLean. Because instead of being coached by Mario Christofraud, he gets to go <laughs> and learn at the feet of the best to ever do it. And yes, again, the only reason in the universe in which the number one corner commits to 1-11 Colorado is because of Deion Sanders. I mean, it's, it's the proof's in the pudding. It's back-to-back-to-back -back -back years that he got the number one corner in the country to commit to Jackson State over Florida State and Alabama and Georgia and every other major university. And then now, like you said, with Colorado 1-11 team this year. So, like, I just I keep putting myself in the shoes of, like, Auburn fans right now, just saying we have heard nonstop Colorado news and videos and top recruits and transfer kids. It feels like every other day there's something about Colorado and what Dion's there. That could have been us and that should have been us. And, uh, but I mean, good for him, man. You talk about the Pac 12 this year. What's the Pac 12 going to have? Pac 12 is going to have elite offenses. You have four yeah. or five of the best quarterbacks in the country all in that conference right there. And now, what does Colorado have? The number one top cornerback in the past two classes on either side trying to slow down these elite oh. offenses. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And then also, you That's look cool. at just the recruiting wise, you know, now all of a sudden I'm just on 24 7. They're the number five class uh, recruit-wise in the Pac-12. Oregon 1, USC 2, Utah 3, Washington 4, and Colorado 5. Damn. And that's just with high school recruits. That's not including kids that have hit the portal, which they have a bunch of guys that have come over in the portal as well. Like They are building a pretty good roster right now where you know, I still think that they're going to hit that over 4.5, I believe it was, win-loss total for next season. But they're also positioning themselves, T-Bob, for next season because what happens next year two things happen one usc usc and ucla are gone they're going to the big 10. what else happens yeah. the playoff expands to 12 teams so if you can put together two of the top classes back-to-back -back years this year next year continue to hit the portal well we're talking about a a, a colorado team all of a sudden that's going to be competing 
to win the Pac-12 or wherever the hell it's going to be called when those two teams leave. Like he's positioning himself in a really good way in two years. I think 2024 is going to be a big, big year for the Buffalo. Playoffs, more like play buffs, okay? Because 60 minutes of hell's coming out those buffs when the buffs show up to town. Uh, maybe. Well, we we will see. I, uh, how do you feel about Shooter Sanders? We've, we've never really talked about him, Aaron. I don't know if you've watched a ton of him. I obviously have not. Um, I don't watch a lot of, uh, I I watched Jackson state where they were on like game day or whatever, but like, I'm not pretending to sit here and watch Jackson state week to week. Uh, We have Mark, uh, Mark in the chat saying that he thinks that sitter is going to be exposed in the pac 12. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know if expose is the right word. Like, is there going to be an adjustment period? Yeah, of course it is. It's better play, you know, but they, it's not like he's going to the sec. Um, you know, you're going to one of the, you know, not as great defenses. I mean, look at, look at, look at USC for goodness sakes. I would, say, I would say, They're tiny I would say Jackson state, Jackson state could have scored points against USC last year. I mean, that's how bad they were on defense. So like, let's not think that he's going against the elite defenses in the country. Um, this conference is, is not made playoffs for one big reason. It's because they can't stop anyone. So I'm not saying he's going to go out there and have a Heisman type season. I'm just not, I'm not also going to say that it's like this gigantic adjustment for him going from, from where he was to Pac-12 defenses, which probably rank last when it comes to Power 5 defenses, if you want to put them all together. Uh, let me think about that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's either Big 12 or Pac-12, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's probably Texas pretty was, close. Texas wasn't bad. Baylor's been traditionally good. Past few yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe one good, maybe one good Oregon defense. Maybe one good uh, uh, defense in the Pac-12. Utah, right? I guess would be the nah, only kind of borderline nah. one. But they're not. They're not. They're not great. They're not anyway. great. Oh, yeah, your point stands. Your point yeah. stands. Oh, oh my God! What the, the hell, defense. dude? We went through an entire show and didn't even mention Stetson Bennett. Brum, are you okay? Wow. Aaron, are you okay? Uh, oh, thank God, Matt Hollowell in the chat. Why are so many people hating on Stetson, man? Ooh. Okay, it was going to be a crazy day if we did a whole snap so that mentioned Stetson, dude. How's the he had a media availability in? today, so that's tomorrow's show. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, perfect. He won, he did, he did, he did win a, he did win some award. Uh, what was that? I think he he won the Manning Award, I believe. Doesn't matter. He talked and he'll have quotes and we'll react to him here on snaps. Yes. Perfect. Uh, We reacted that Uh, all the other latest college football news going on. The, uh, the news cycle always provides and look, check it out. We love doing the show, man. It's our favorite part of every day. Uh, Please, please, please download the, uh, or excuse me, download, right? Subscribe to our podcast, wherever your podcast, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter if you want to help out the show. Like if you legitimately enjoy it, Uh, rate it, and review it. If you actually write a review, it helps a ton. Helps push it out to the robots to other people. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, and uh, yeah, sign up for FanDuel and use the promo code SNAPS. These are all ways in which you can uh, you can you can help us for sure. Um, when it comes to college football, Coach Prime Journey has let us uh, the longtime fans easily identify casuals. I think that comic go either way, Ears Teeth. I wonder which way you're going with that. Um, all right, Aaron, you got a radio show to do. You have a great day, my friend. 
See you, brother. And uh, a huge thank you to all of our listeners. We love you all in the chat hanging out with us. Love seeing new names in here. Please come back, y'all. We're here every day, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Huge thank you to our producer, Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Danny Carnez. And uh, we love you, and we will see you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 